Hello, and thanks for listening to the Braves Craze podcast. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform. And be sure to follow the Braves Doctor on Twitter at Dr. Braves. What's up, Braves country? This is the Braves Craze podcast. It's Sunday night, October the 11th, and it's a great time to be a Braves fan. The Braves, as you know, have won their second straight series now in the playoffs, uh, blanking the Marlins in three straight games, or I shouldn't say blanking, sweeping the Marlins for three straight games, uh, with great, great starting pitching by the Braves uh, to win the series and move on to the National League Championship Series, as we know, versus the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, I'm going to take a little bit of time to review the Marlins series, and then we're going to preview the Dodgers series in the second part of this podcast. So let's talk about the Marlins series real quick. Uh, what can you really say about the Marlins series except for the starting pitching was phenomenal by the Braves? Uh, I'll, I'll go out on the limb right now and say that if the Braves get that kind of starting pitching the rest of the playoffs, I think we're going to be holding the trophy in a few weeks because uh, we got shutout baseball from Ian Anderson, shutout baseball from Kyle Wright, lockdown baseball from my bullpen, uh, and Max Fried, yeah, Max Fried, yeah, was a little off for what Max usually is, uh, but he was still plenty good enough to uh, get the Braves through game one with the offensive outburst. And then again, Ian Anderson and Kyle Wright took over in games two and three. So the old adage says, who would have thunk it uh, with Anderson and Wright? Uh, Anderson did it last series against the Reds and now again against the Marlins in the second round. Uh, but Kyle Wright, my goodness, uh, Kyle Wright struggled all year long uh, you know, I, I'm a big Kyle Wright fan. I, I've been wanting Kyle to get more starts and them to stick with him uh, more than they did. But finally, at the late in the season with injuries to uh, some other guys in particular, uh, Cole Hamels, Max Freed, uh, who, who was steady all year, but Mike Soroka went down. Uh, then Kyle Wright got back out there and, and had a couple of good starts late and now has had the best game of his life uh, in the second round of the playoffs against the Florida, I'm sorry, the Miami Marlins. So, Good for Kyle Wright. Uh, he was tremendous, as I said, uh, and that is one of the reasons the Braves certainly are, are sitting here today uh, where they are advancing on uh, against the Marlins. Let's talk about Kyle's game in that third game real quick for a second. Uh, you know, Kyle was able to pitch pretty deep into the game. Uh, working on the box score here just a second to give you Kyle's numbers. Uh, Kyle Wright went six innings only allowing three hits, walking two, striking out seven. Again, no runs and no earned runs. He was backed up by A.J. Mentor, Jacob Webb, and Shane Green to finish out the series for the Braves uh, with a 7-0 win in game three. I want to talk a little bit about the hitting stars of this game and also uh, of the series in particular. Dansby Swanson uh, with a triple in this game, a big triple, a couple RBIs. Uh, Freddie Freeman breaks out with two hits in game three. Marcelo Zuna hit the whole time. Travis Darno uh, was probably the MVP uh, of, of the Braves series on the offensive side. Uh, had another couple hits in this game. Uh, a double, a uh, single for Travis, and he has been tremendous. Had seven RBIs in the series for Travis Darno. So uh, Kyle Wright, again, living up to all expectations in game three. Uh, Ian Anderson in game two. Uh, certainly not to be outdone, uh, was very, very good as well. Uh, Ian Anderson went five and two-thirds innings, only allowing three hits, 
walking one, striking out eight, no earned runs again for Ian Anderson. Uh, the bullpen, again, was spotless in game two. Uh, Darren O'Day, Tyler Matzik, Will Smith, and Mark Melanson, who saved the game, uh, gave up nothing, including no hits, uh, starting in the fifth inning and then through the end of that ninth inning for the win. Uh, so they were fabulous. Once again, Dansby Swanson uh, had a homer in this game. Travis Darno homered. So th these guys were, were so good the entire series, and, and enough can't be said about particular Dansby and Travis Darno uh, in this series. Uh, we all know game one, Max Freed got off to a slow start and was not really himself uh, on Tuesday. Uh, but Max uh, got some, some offense from his, from his teammates and was able to hang in there and get us uh, deep enough into that game to win the game. Uh, game one was a little more dicey uh, as we, we stayed close for a while. Uh, but Max Freed, uh, all in all in this game, uh, pitched four innings, six hits, four earned, no walks and four Ks. But again, that bullpen came in and, and locked down uh, Miami uh, with Darren O'Day, Tyler Matzik, and Will Smith pitching scoreless innings. Uh, Chris Martin gave up one run in an inning, and then Martin Melanson comes in at the end uh, to secure the Braves, who won that game going away 9-5, to five, uh, helped by a six-run seventh inning against Miami. Uh, again, uh, Travis Darno was a big, big guy in this game. He had four RBIs, three for three in the game. Uh, Dansby also homered. Uh, Ron Lacuna with a big home run to lead the game off, and I want to mention that just a second because we know there was some drama there. I kind of went at this backwards a little bit from game three to game one. But Dansby, I'm sorry, but Ronald uh, Homer uh, did his little customary, uh, flipped the bat a little bit. And then uh, the Marlins uh, in the next, his next at bat, at the second pitch from, Sally, uh, from Sandy Alcantara, uh, hit him in the hip at 97. And, and Ronald went out to the mound, had the bat for a second, uh, put his hand in the air and said it was the fifth time uh, with this. Got a little bit dicey to everyone's. Um, credit, the benches didn't clear. They, they kept from getting anybody kicked out, any kind of major incident. But, you know, the Marlins have done this multiple times now. And, and you know, Brian Snicker came out and was pretty unhappy, was pretty vocal as much as you'll see Snit get uh, with, with the uh, umpires. And, you know, the Braves teammates of Ronald were also not real happy. After the game, uh, well, during the game, the commentary from, SS, from FS1 uh, tried to let on that this was not intentional and, you wouldn't want to hit somebody in this situation in the playoffs, and, and normally I would agree with that. But after the game, Mattingly uh, talked about it and said it wasn't intentional, and Snicker uh, didn't really say it was intentional, but he certainly alluded to the fact that there were some things there. I'll just go ahead and tell you, I thought it was very intentional. Uh, I thought the Mons have done this, as we know, multiple times. Uh, Don Mattingly was a player I really liked and admired when he played for the Yankees back in the 80s. Uh, he was a great hitter and a good player that I like to watch. Uh, Don Manley kind of makes me mad as a manager. He's not one of my favorite guys out there. Uh, you know, uh, these guys continue to throw at us. And, and then as Snicker kind of said, they get a free shot. You know, they're, they're throwing it and hitting Ronald. And then we can't retaliate. Uh, you know, they're warning both benches, which is kind of ridiculous because the Braves did nothing to deserve a warning uh, at that point. And then uh, we're all kind of on edge after that with that situation with the warnings from, uh, from uh, the Florida-Miami side to – uh, Alan Al Alcantara there, and then the Braves could not retaliate back. So, you know, again, cooler heads did prevail, but we do see that it's kind of a, a pattern here uh, for these guys. Uh, you know, again, heroes for the Braves in the series with the pitchers and the bullpen. Uh, Kyle Wright, Ian Anderson, the entire bullpen was great.
Travis Darno has been outstanding uh, in the series, or was outstanding in the series and the playoffs. Dansby Swanson, Marcel Ozuna also were really good. Ronald had the big home run in game one. Uh, you know, Austin Riley uh, had two hits in game one, then struggled. Uh, Adam Duvall struggled for the most part, but did, did have one big hit uh, later in the series. Uh, Ozzie was kind of up and down a little bit as well and didn't have his best uh, time at the plate, but the Braves' offense continues in my mind to be elite, and if we get this kind of pitching, as I said, going forth, I'll take our chances versus anybody in baseball uh, if we can get pitching like we got against the Miami Marlins. So, uh, again, the Dodgers are going to be tough. We're going to talk about the Dodgers in a second. Let's hear from our sponsors first. All right, everybody, we're back here on the Braves Craze podcast. This is segment two where we're going to preview the Braves-Dodgers seven-game National League Championship Series. Before we do so, though, uh, give this podcast a like and follow us on your favorite podcasting platform. And if you will, give me a follow on Twitter at Dr. Braves. So the first thing I want to talk about is uh, the format for this series. Seven straight games uh, with the Braves and Dodgers, which is crazy, no breaks. Uh, you know, I, I don't know what's going on here with this, uh, but it's going to make it tougher on us in my mind as a Braves fan. The pitching we have, we'll have to go deep into our bullpen and deep into the starting rotation to pull out some guys in here. So I do think this hurts us. Uh, we're going to be at Globe Life Field in Arlington, Texas uh, for these seven games uh, with the Dodgers. The Dodgers were the one seed. The Braves were the two seed coming in. Uh, so the one and twos did get through in the National League, which is great. Uh, the American League, we, as we know, are the Houston Astros, uh, who got there kind of uh, surprisingly this year, and they're playing the Tampa Bay Rays, who everyone knew was pretty good coming into the season. Uh, again, seven straight games, no days off for the Braves and Dodgers. Uh, I don't know what to do because we're going to get to play a night game. Uh, you know, we haven't got the worst time, uh, probably by the fault now, but at least it is a 1-2 series, one versus two, so we should be getting a primetime slot a lot. Uh, game one will be at 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern, tomorrow night on Monday night, uh, televised by FS1 again. So, uh, again, uh, pretty excited. Well, no, congratulations to the Braves. We didn't say before, so super excited for the Dodgers series, National League Championship Series. Congrats to the Braves again uh, for advancing with the Reds and certainly then advancing with the Marlins to get to this point. Uh, Again, the Braves' first playoff series victory was against the Reds in quite some time. They backed it up with the second one with the Marlins. Now we got to go one more for the Dodgers. Uh, <clears throat> I want to talk quickly about the playoff roster the Braves put in there with the, uh, the Marlins. Uh, I was a little surprised about that. We left off uh, Johan Camargo and then Wilson Contreras, William Contreras, who was our young catcher, uh, and kept Culberson and Kung Fu Panda, Pablo Sandoval, which I wasn't a big fan of. Uh, I kind of see the, the the Culberson thing, and, and number one, I love Charlie Culberson, but also you know how I love Johan Camargo, and I thought he should have been there. Culberson's the third catcher, the emergency catcher, so when you didn't keep Contreras, you kind of needed Culberson out there, and I get that. Uh, Panda over over Camargo to me is crazy. Uh, I would go Camargo over Panda all day long. Uh, don't get that one, uh, but these guys are not going to play much anyway with the DH, so uh, kind of a moot point. I'll be curious to see what they do with the pitching. Uh, coming up, they've got to get some starters and need four starting pitchers for sure. Uh, probably even five. We know Max Freed's going to be our one starter. Yamshin two, Kyle Wright three. Uh, I would hope Bryce Wilson is our four. Uh, we could get Enoa in there. Waskar Enoa could be the four guy. We could go with a committee thing in that fourth game. And then the fifth game, 
Uh, I'm guessing on how long and how taxed Max Freed is from game one. He may try to come back. We shall see. Uh, but uh, the Dodgers are going to start Walker Buehler, hard-throwing right-hander in game one. Uh, so that's going to be the, the Freed-Walker-Buehler game one matchup coming up. Uh, I've seen some previewing done of the Braves and Dodgers teams and lineups. So I'm going to take my own shot at that. I uh, didn't agree with a lot of what I saw out there. So we're going to go position by position and then kind of give a holistic overall approach to uh, who I believe has the edge. And then we're going to talk about predictions and who I believe is going to win the series. So let's start with starting pitching. Uh, as I mentioned before, we all know the Braves got incredible, incredible starting pitching from our rookies and our kids in, in, the, in the Marlins series. Uh, the Dodgers pitching on paper is better than the Braves, at least in the starting rotation area. Uh, they have Walker Buehler. They have Clayton Kershaw. They have Tony Gonsolin. Uh, they have Dustin May. And they have, uh, missing one more guy, uh, I believe it's Julio Urias. So they're one and two is our established guys. The other three guys are kind of young like the Braves guys, uh, but have some upside. Uh, I'll take Max Fried over anybody. And I know that's probably crazy to say, but I would take Max Fried over anybody. Uh, Anderson and Wright have been tremendous. I wouldn't trade them for anybody either. Uh, and then we get in that fourth spot, though. It gets kind of dicey with Bryce Wilson, Waskari Noah, maybe even some, some bullpen opener kind of things in the four or five role. So you give the edge to the Dodgers on starting pitching, I think, for sure, because of those starting guys. Clayton Kershaw, although he's not been that successful in the playoffs, has a lot of experience. Uh, Buehler is a high 90s guy that, that brings it maze the same way. So... Not really sure who the Dodgers are going to pitch in game three yet. Uh, I'm not sure that's been announced. Uh, right now they're showing TBAs, but the Braves, I'm sure, will go with Freed, uh, Anderson, and Wright in that order. So slight edge to the Dodgers in the starting rotation. I give the Braves a pretty good edge in the bullpen. Uh, you know, the Braves' bullpen's been great all year. Uh, the Dodgers have had some shaky things going on with Kim and Jansen out there in the closer spot. So, uh, you know, I, I like the way Snicker has, has really used his, his, his bullpen. Uh, I don't think Mark Melanson's one of our best couple pitchers and he's closing. So we've got these guys, other guys in high leverage spots to come in here. Will Smith seems to have found another gear for the playoffs, which is great because he really struggled in, in the regular season, but he's come on strong. So uh, I, I love uh, what the Braves bullpen has done and I would give the Braves bullpen a, a pretty solid edge over the Dodgers bullpen. Uh, let's move to the infield now, starting with catcher. Uh, Will Smith and Travis Darno is an interesting comparison. Uh, both guys have had good offensive seasons. Uh, Will Smith had a big postseason game, uh, last game to close out, I believe, for the Dodgers. darno has been killing it the entire postseason. Uh, <clears throat> you know, I, I would love to give the nod to Darno. I think he deserves it. But since Smith's been so good, I'll call this one a push. Uh, you know, both guys have played really well. Both guys have added a lot to this team to their teams, and uh, both guys are batting in prominent spots. Darno's hitting cleanup. Uh, Smith's been hitting around the middle of the order sometimes as well. So the Dodgers and Braves' catching situation is, is really looking good, and I give them a push because both guys have been good. Uh, again, Smith hit around 290 with nine homers this year, which is, is excellent. I believe Darno was a little over 300 in the year. But again, both guys have been really, really good. Moving on to first base, uh, you know, <laughs> this won't take long. Freddie Freeman is MV-free. Uh, I think without some kind of crazy, ridiculous uh, being robbed, Freddie Freeman with the MVP of the National League this year. Uh, Max Muncy for the Dodgers is a guy with a lot of power, left-handed hitter that can play 
couple positions, but he's been playing first base. He's had a poor batting average all year. I'm not sure he cracked 200 to end the season. So even though he's a dangerous guy with power, Freddie Freeman gets the heavy nod for the Braves at first base. Uh, second base, uh, Chris Taylor and Gavin Lux for the Dodgers uh, against Ozzie Albies. Uh, this is a tough one. Uh, Taylor's been good. Uh, he's been really good for the Dodgers. Uh, I saw some other people saying Taylor got the edge here. Uh, Ozzie was hurt, did not have great regular season stats, but came on late. Uh, you know, if you want to give, I understand giving Taylor the nod because of numbers. Ozzie always gets the nod here for me. Uh, he, he's a dynamic, young superstar player. We all know this. Power, speed, defense. Uh, you know, if Ozzie gets hot and, and, and plays well during the playoffs, uh, you know, Ozzie, Ozzie can carry this team to the next round on his bat and his glove alone. So, you know, I give Ozzie the slight edge. Taylor's been good. Uh, Lux is a good young prospect. He's not playing a whole lot, but he's come in and uh, subbed a little bit at defense and gotten some at-bats. So uh, Braves with the slight edge to me at second base. Uh, shortstop's another interesting spot. Uh, arguably, Corey Seager's the Dodgers' best player. I've always been a big Corey Seager fan. I like his talent. I like his skill set. Uh, the brother of Kyle Seager of the Mariners. Got the bloodlines there. Uh, Seager hit 300, and I believe he had 16 homers this year playing shortstop. Uh, so he's been great at shortstop. Defensively, he's pretty solid. Uh, the only thing is his range, he's not that mobile as a shortstop. So I, I give Dansby the defensive edge for sure. Uh, Dansby's been a great defender all year. Dansby's had a great year too. Uh, you know, he, he slumped a bit late in the regular season, uh, but his clutch playoff uh, – Hitting has been incredible. Really, clutching all year has been incredible. So, uh, I've got to give a slight edge here to the Dodgers and Corey Seager because of those numbers. But I love Dansby Swanson, man. He's playing big, and I, I, Dansby's the kind of guy I think right now that can win you a series with those intangibles he brings. He certainly is the better defender of the two. Uh, and, and again, Seager on paper gets the edge. Uh, it, it's a slight edge to the Dodgers, but man, Dansby Swanson's a guy that I love what he's doing right now, and I couldn't be happier with the way he's playing. And I do think. A Swanson and Albies are the kind of intangible guys, kind of talent guys, hustle guys, uh, defense, running, hitting that can win you a series. So uh, we'll see about that one. Corey Seager, though, a great player for the Dodgers. Uh, third base, Justin Turner for the Dodgers, Austin Raleigh for the Braves. Uh, give the edge to Turner here. Uh, you know, Raleigh's been up and down all year, got more power than Turner, uh, lower batting average. Uh, Justin's uh, a 300 hitter, man. He just hits, hit, hits for average almost every year. Good, good player. Uh, got sneaky pop at third base, but he's a good hitter. Uh, you know, Turner does fine defensively. I tell you, Austin Riley's defense, though, is a plus, and I give Austin the edge defensively over Turner just a little bit as well. Uh, he did have one error in the playoffs, but he's played so well defensively all year. So the Dodgers get a solid edge here at third base with Turner, the experience. Uh, but, again, Austin Riley's a guy that if he can get hot and, and, and run into a few fastballs or, or get a few hangers, he can hit the ball a long, long way. So, uh don't discount Austin Riley at the third base slot. Uh, so the infield, uh, I give overall the infield a slight advantage to the Braves. Uh, I think our infield, uh, we win at first base, second base. Uh, shortstop and catcher are close. Uh, the Dodgers win third base. So I still get the Braves infield the advantage because of defense, because of clutch hitting. Uh, it's a slight advantage there in the infield for the Braves. Uh, again, the Dodgers pitching, starting pitching the advantage there. The Braves bullpen advantage to the Braves there. Let's move on to the outfield. Uh, the Dodgers have a star-studded outfield, man. They really have some big names out there. 
Uh, let's start with left field, A.J. Pollock for the Dodgers, Adam Duvall for the Braves. Uh, you know, the advantage has got to go to Pollock here. He had a huge year, uh, good batting average, a lot of home runs, good defensive player, so A.J. has been really good. Uh, Y'all know how much I love Adam Duvall. Uh, Adam's inconsistent uh, with the bat, for sure. Uh, he's got a lot of home runs. You know, he's carried from time to time. He's been a clutch hitter in the playoffs and had a big hit in game three versus Miami. Uh, but Adam can, can run into one and, and, and carry you from time to time as well with that power. But the edge here goes to Pollock for sure. Uh, also of note, don't count out Adam Duvall's defense. Uh, he's a good defensive player and probably one of the more underrated defensive players in baseball in the outfield. So, uh, again, Pollock gets the edge and left. Center field, Cody Bellinger. Uh, versus Ron Lacuna. Uh, Bellinger's good. Had a down year. Uh, didn't quite break 240 to end the year. Uh, not as many homers as you usually see. So Acuna is the, the guy here, gets the edge. Uh, Braves fans know how good Ronald is. He's up and down a little bit of late, but man, uh, you know, light, lights out power. Uh, the defense is underrated. He's been really good defensively out in the outfield uh, as well uh, out there. They're late since he moved to center. Ender's been left off that, that playoff roster, so Ronald is the center fielder, and he's, he's making the most of it defensively. But, again, uh, sky is the limit for Ronald Acuna. I think he's the best outfielder in this game uh, between the Dodgers and the Braves and maybe in the National League. Uh, now let's move on to right field. Nick Markakis, Mookie Betts. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a big win for the Dodgers there. Uh, Nick's intangibles. Nick's still making it happen uh, with some hits here and there. But Mookie Betts is really good, man. He, he had a big year. Uh, might be the MVP runner-up to Freddie Freeman uh, out there in the outfield. So, uh, you know, Mookie's got the advantage uh, in the outfield. Uh, so let's talk about the outfield and rank those guys. Uh, I think Ronald Cooney is the best outfielder between the two teams. Between the two teams, I rank him one. I'd go Betts two, Bellinger three, Pollock four, Duvall five, and Marquez six. Uh, again, the, the Pollock-Duvall interval is not that big. I think Duvall is close. Um, you know, I think Betts and, and, and Acuna are pretty close. Uh, because of Belder's down year, he separated a little bit from those two guys. But Ronald Acuna, to me, is the best outfielder in this game. And I think the Braves have the two best players in the series, and that's Acuna and Freeman. Uh, so we shall see. Uh, the overall outfield win, though, goes to the Dodgers. I think they have the three marquee guys. The Braves have Acuna and then Duvall, who is a really sneaky power guy that we uh, Braves fans have come to love. Uh, let's talk about the DH real quick. Uh, primarily, Jock Peterson for the Dodgers, although they may play some matchups with lefty-righty as well, and Marcelo Zuna, who's been awesome. Uh, you know, arguably, I said Betts might be the run-up to MVP. Really, Ozuna is probably second in line for the MVP in my mind, a 338 hitter for the year. Won the home run in RBI crown, so Ozuna gets the big win at DH for the Braves. You could classify Ozuna in the outfield, and then the Braves might have a win or push outfield, but we'll call him DH win there because he will probably play primarily DH for the Braves uh, in the series. So uh, outfield to the to the Dodgers, uh, the Braves have, uh, in my mind, the, uh, the DH by a long, long way as well. Uh, the bench, you know, I don't think the Braves bench is particularly strong at this point in time. Christian Pache is great to have for defense. Uh, you know, a few guys there. The, the, the catch situation with Flowers is pretty good, but I think the Dodgers probably win that one, uh, although neither team really is that good on the bench in my mind. Uh, you know, Chris Taylor and Lux, moving those guys around for Los Angeles is pretty good, so maybe that gives them the slight edge on the bench. 
Uh, one to mention the managers real quick. Uh, Brian Snicker for the Braves, Dave Roberts for the Dodgers. Roberts has more experience. Uh, you know, I, I like Snicker a lot. I think Snicker's made this team play hard for him ever since he took over a few years back. Uh, I give this a push. A lot of folks probably call me crazy for not giving Roberts the edge for the playoff experience, but I give it a push. I think Snicker has uh, done a great job this year and, and continues to use this bullpen real well and, and do magic with these starting pitchers. So uh, that's, my, that's my overall assessment of the Braves and Dodgers in comparison. Uh, Dodgers win the pitching matchup, Braves bullpen, Braves DH. Infield, I give the Braves a slight advantage. Dodgers outfields the advantage there and the managerial situation, coaching. I'm calling pretty even uh, at this point in time. So I want to talk about real quick my predictions for this series and what's going to happen. Uh, you know, once again, I've said that if the Braves starting pitching, in particular Ian Anderson uh, and Kyle Wright continue to pitch the way they did, uh, we've got a great chance. I believe our offense is elite, and I believe it's the best offense in baseball. I really do. Uh, I think if that pitching gives us anything close to what we've gotten uh, already, we're going to win this series. So I'm going to go Braves in six uh, I think we'll win uh, in six games, not needing game seven to advance to the World Series. Uh, you know, yeah, I'm a homer, I'll tell you for sure, but I'll tell you what, I think it's our year. We've had a lot go on. Uh, this season has been crazy with COVID going on. The Braves weren't hit too hard by that. Early on, we had a few cases, including Freddie, that got him off a little slow, but that worked out pretty well for us going forth. Uh, I think it's our time, our year, and, you know, this, this season – no matter if the Braves win another game or not, uh, may get looked at with an asterisk, but I actually think this season has been the toughest season the Braves have had to play for a long, long time. And I think, honestly, if anything, whoever wins this year and goes to the World Series and wins the World Series should get an asterisk for extra hard work and an extra big win because, to me, it means more right now uh, getting through this than it ever did before in this kind of season. So congrats to Major League Baseball for making this season work. I was skeptical. Uh, they've done a great job of getting these teams uh, on the field and, and being pretty safe. Uh, baseball has proven to be safer than other sports, I think, because of the social distancing and uh, being outdoors and different things. But uh, the teams have done a great job. The Braves have done a wonderful job. Congratulations again to Atlanta. Uh, we have a great chance, I think, to advance on to the next round. Even the Dodgers are really good. So, uh, again, uh, hold on to your hats this week. We get to play some night games and actually come home at night and watch baseball. So I'm thrilled about that. Uh, the other games have not been announced the times, but hopefully we'll get some primetime slots and keep playing when we can watch these games. So that's all for the podcast this week. Uh, I'm going to be watching and rooting and pulling for the Braves. I'll get back with analysis after some of the games this week for sure to talk to you about what went on. So let's go out there and get them, boys, and do it for the ATL.